Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, minus our producer Dawn McClain. She's on vacation this week. We have the lovely Hope filling in, doing a great job. It's 11 o'clock. This is when we check in with Hope. Oh my gosh. How are you feeling? She did the morning show also today. Yeah, I I don't know how I would survive the next two days, to be honest. It, yeah, what was your bedtime last night, Hope? Um, Nine. Okay, we're getting oh, better. Okay. Getting better. Okay. Getting better, but it's well, a tough well, it's tough sledding, man. I don't want to go to bed at eight. No, That's nobody so does. Right out. It's easier yeah. in the winter when it's been dark since five. I mean, I was ready. I was like, okay, got all my stuff done. I'll, I should go to bed. And I was like, no. I Think deserve of it. more of this day. <laughs> right? Think of it like this. Think of the people who work three days a week, but they do doubles for three days and then or two days and then they have <laughs> off the rest of the week. That's what you did. Now, oh. now it's all going to pay off because you're going to have many days off. Exactly. At I least four, five, well, six. Uh, who knows? Okay. You'll be called uh, back. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hopefully. Well, Hope's going to be out on the water, which is good. It's a nice way to get away. Yeah, and just forget about all this crazy. Oh, I will. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Totally uh, disconnect. There is a trip that someone could take right now. If you happen to be a fan of dirty dancing, you might want to know about this. I only found out about it because my brother-in-law, Scooty, knew that his wife, April, was a big fan of Dirty Dancing. Hmm. And my wife, too, it was like her favorite movie growing up. She watched it as a kid, not realizing how many mature themes were in Dirty Dancing when you watch it a little bit more closely. But she was watching it and watching it and watching it. So there's a spot called Mountain Lake Lodge, which happens to be a mecca for true Dirty Dancing fans. Is it in the Poconos? No, it's actually in Virginia. Oh, okay. It's in Pembroke, Virginia, in okay. the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. I went Latchin, not Lachin. Appalachian yeah. or Latchin. Anyway, um, people can go there. You can actually go to Mountain Lake Lodge. Okay. There's the cabin that Baby and her family stayed in. There's the gazebo where guests took dance lessons. Hmm. But my brother was in town and he was telling me about this. And he said, you know, it's interesting. The lake, the famous lake scene where Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey practice that famous lift, yep. is not what it used to be. The lake's water level first dropped in 1999, but then it came back in 03. Well, in 2006, it started to drop again. By 2008, it's kind of eerie, I suppose, when you go there. The lake scene, the lake is entirely dried up, went totally dry. Hmm. So you got the gazebo, like it walks out to the gazebo. What would normally be right on the water is not right on the water. It's just, imagine just sort of an open 
meadow now. It's kind of like we have with a lot of our wetlands. Sure. Where if ever they would dry up, you see all those reeds that are poking up through. Well, it would just be reeds and long natural grasses. Sure. So my brother was just telling me about this, and he said, you know, that's kind of it's kind of cool that it's dried up because it's like, whoa, you're trying to imagine you can actually go stand in the spot where they were doing the lift, you know. And I guess they tell you that they had to stand on some sort of cinder blocks. Um, because the water where they were doing it was a little bit too deep, so they needed to stand on cinder blocks when they were practicing this lift in the movie, in that scene. And he said, now you can just go out and you see the cinder blocks. They're still there where they were standing. Meadow. Prairie land. Mountain Lake Lodge. Appalachia. Anyway, I come across an article last night. What does the headline read, Donna? I will tell you. Mysterious Dirty Dancing Lake is filling up with water 12 years after it dried up. Oh, wow. It's somehow filling again. Now, they go on to say that uh, scientists say there's a phenomenon of this particular lake where it will drain and then fill back up, which really makes Mountain Lake one of a kind. They say it's totally unique, not only in Appalachia, but in the entire world what this lake actually does. You can't say Appalachia anymore. You want Laisha or just not say I it anymore? I just know that that's the proper pronunciation, but nobody accepts it. Thank you. When the lake drains, it actually empties out, and it's cleaning itself by moving sediment that has accrued in the bottom of the lake down through the rather complex plumbing system to actually make the lake bigger, deeper, and to keep it clean. So in theory, huh. this 12 years of it being dried up was it flushing out all the water so that it could get a little bit deeper, a little bit bigger, a little bit cleaner, and now it's going to come back. Now, they say fans are going to have to wait to see if the lake will totally fill up completely, but they said uh, even without the lake, they have all sorts of other activities at the lodge that you can enjoy, uh, dirty dancing-themed weekend packages and stuff like that, scavenger hunt trivia and all that. They loved the trip. So you can, if you if you are a dirty dancing lover, or if you know someone who is, could be a really uh, fun getaway. And my brother totally surprised her and woke her up in the middle of the night and said, you need to pack your bags. Aww. We're going on a trip. Aww, that's so sweet. It looks really pretty. Yeah. The so, lodge, I mean, it just looks like a nice resort. And then you, you get to look around and say, oh my goodness, this is where that was. This is where that was. And yeah. then you find out other things that they made you think it was being shot there. But in reality, it was being shot, you know, somewhere else entirely. So wait, let me get this straight. The movie was shot elsewhere. It was shot at Mountain Lake Lodge there, but also other locations. He said there's one scene in particular where for them to get the shot to look the way they wanted it to, that they shoot half of the scene, like let's say when the camera's pointing at Baby, they're there at Mountain Lake Lodge. And when it's pointing back at Patrick Swayze, they're in a different state. Doing a pickup shot, you know, something like that. Okay, so, but wasn't it supposed to be set in... In Appalachia? I thought it was supposed to be set in the Poconos. I don't know. I don't remember. Huh. Also, there's a new Dirty Dancing movie that could be in the works. Jennifer Grey could be starring in it and executive producing. Catskills. Sorry, my bad. Catskills. Got it. Lionsgate is working right now on a uh, dancing-themed movie, currently untitled, but the word on the street is that this is some sort of a dan- uh, Dirty Dancing remake, 
reboot. Maybe it'd be all these years later, right? Maybe Jennifer Grey has a daughter. And they go back to Mountain Lake Lodge or something like that. So anyway, they're working on it. So randomly, two bits of uh, Dirty Dancing news, unrelated, collide together on the same day. It's 11-11, make a wish. Woo! Okay, wait. Okay. What'd you wish for? Hang on, I'm still doing it. Okay. And that she would just stop being just sort of the way that she is. <laughs> amen. Or, I'm sorry, is that out of these? Amen at the end of a wish, whatever. Yeah, anyway, no, it wasn't about you. Definitely okay, all right, yeah, but got it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be study buddies, because you're my buddy, my B-U-D-D-Y, my buddy. We'll study. It's too bad we're not together right now. I've been working at home. A lot of you have as well. Uh, is it actually better or is it worse, really? Brass tacks to work at home. We'll explain what's really going on there. I'll share an encounter of mine from working at home and live television when those collided uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah. We'll share that next when we return on Don and Steve on My Talk. We are back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Don't forget, you can uh, download the app. That's the way to go. Right? Because we got listener rewards on there, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Lots All of money you could win. Stuff. We're giving away cash in July. So if you wish, like, listen daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, different ways that you can enter to win that cash money. Money, money, money. That's funny when you say that. I know, isn't it, right? Studies have shown that... Studies medic- have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna, how are you? Oh, uh, really good. Looking forward to a study. Oh, yeah, I have one now. Okay. Boy, people love working from home. Do you think so? You know... There are certainly pros and there are certainly cons. What do pros and cons stand for? Like, what is cons? Contrary? What is pro? Proactive? Professional? Pro... Pro... According to a new survey, 74% of people who are working from home right now want to keep doing it. Once the pandemic is over, in the year Blogonatron, you know, hmm. I mean, when's that going to happen? There are downsides, however, to working from home. So this new survey is talking to folks who are doing the thing. They're working from home right now. If we had told you this would be happening six months ago, you wouldn't have believed it. But here we are. Mm-hmm. So 74% say, yep, like it, want to keep doing it, or at least on most days. But there are downsides here. 37% of people find that they work longer hours. Now, I could see that especially happening if you have, you know, we're, we're in a radio job. I also work on TV. And so there are very finite, there's a finite time that you're on the air. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like if we just, things got away from us, we could stay on the air for two extra hours. So there are real time frames that we work inside of. But if you're an accountant or if you're working sales and sort of massaging a deal that you're hoping to be able to close or something like that. I could see how the hours would just bleed a little bit more than normal because it's easier to set the computer aside when you get home or set your phone aside when you get home. If you get home, you're making that disconnection of, okay, I'm not at work anymore. But when work is all the time happening at home, I get it. I get how you could end up working longer hours. I do too. You're right. You you've, you nailed it with the finite thing. Yes. 
But don't you feel like, like, I feel like I go home and then I start thinking about work when I'm home and I start going, okay, I need to do something for work tomorrow. I go on to the computer and I start like doing a little research. Yeah, ours is weird. We have weird jobs. We can work the way we want to work. We can work the way we want to work. And part of our working is because you might kind of think of work and say, hey, you know what? Let's watch that movie tonight. And before we start the movie, I know, A, we're going to watch it and B, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Right. You know, so you get like for me, I start taking notes. Yes. Either on my computer or on just a piece of paper. And then I use it as reference for the next day. So I don't forget a point I wanted to make. Sure. Other things, 60% of those who work from home say that distractions from their family or from their pets make it a little harder to concentrate. You, you know, my wife is good about this. She knows, like, if I'm home, I'm like, like I'm going to go from here. I will then um, do my hair, put makeup on, and go get my shot set up to be on the news at 1245 afterward. Sure. Then at 1.30, I'm going to start shooting something. For, I'm going to start smoking my ribs and documenting it all. Watch it tomorrow on Twin Cities Live at 3, 3 o'clock. Uh, and then, you know, i got to test at 2.50 to make sure. It's, you got to go through the script for the show. So there is a, she knows there are things that are happening. The kids, though, they, they score less high than she. She gets an A. She knows I'm here working and is cool about that. The kids, though, they'll just be running around. And so I find myself, and I want to, like, say, what's that? Oh, okay, yeah, and sort of entertain the moment. But then there are other times where you just have to be like, I know it looks like Dad's not working, but I'm working. I, you think I'm just sitting at the table and, like, looking at my phone or just looking at the computer, but I'm actually doing work. So it's that can break your rhythm. I think it's harder to get into a an uninterrupted rhythm right. at home. Got it. Unless I tuck away <laughs> up here. The problem is there aren't any windows here. I'm in a closet, so it's kind of nice after this to go and do work at the kitchen table near some windows. Oh, if you could only see my windows, Donna. You'd love them! Oh, I bet. I bet they're beautiful, and I bet they don't um, uh, malfunction, if you will. Like, I woke up this morning, and I had, like, all, like, gooey stuff on my, one of my windows. Oh, actually, I've had dew on the outside of my windows because... We've been keeping it so cool during the hot, humid nights. On the outside or in between the window panes? On the outside. Mine's in between. That's a problem. That's a problem. They can fix that. I'm not going to worry about it right now. I like your style. Well, yesterday, Elizabeth was, uh, we're doing the show, Twin Cities Live. Elizabeth is talking about this food that she's getting delivered to her so that she can eat them during the food segments. And the food segments are already happening remotely at somebody else's house, but they've done food delivery for her. Meanwhile... I'm sitting there, tucked away in the corner of my living room, ain't eating jack squat. So, Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So at that moment, my kids are walking behind me, but they're out of frame. And I told them, like, you can walk quietly through here. You won't be on camera. But then I see my kids over there and I said, hey, why don't you guys go get dad a snack? And then my little girl goes and gets me a banana and now we're on tv at this point and it was just this the first moment of like oh boy things can get a little crazy kind of quickly she starts tearing off into a sprint bringing the banana back to me almost hits her face (laughs) on the countertop in the kitchen so then now on tv i'm like honey you need to slow down you're gonna hit your head and then she crawls up on my lap and just starts kissing me over and over on my cheek and then i'm like okay buddy thank you you gotta go now and then she climbs back up. We're still on TV. Now we're tossing to Paul Folger at Five Eyewitness News. She has now invaded the frame again and just starts, you know, hugging me, sticking her tongue out at the camera, kissing me again. And then when it, when we went to Paul Folger, finally in news, I had to be like, honey, you really have to go. And she's laughing and keeps on trying to give me kisses. And I'm like, this is a cute, fun little moment. Aww. But for real, you got to go. And you got to go now. You can see a little bit of that moment play out on my instagram page at kstp steve i posted the video it was it was a cute moment but then i realized oh they quickly get rounded up into like oh well this is just fine you're home and now we can just play in the background when you're here so i'm gonna have to reset the rules yep yep i got tired just talking i'm tired right now wow you and uh and hope me and hope but hope got up earlier than i did now i went to bed at about 12 45 last night. Oh my gosh, that's late. Three nights. I've done 1 a.m., two nights in a row, and then 12.45. What's going on? Don't nobody know. Anyway, when we come back, I watched a couple of documentaries. I am on a tear, people. Um, Actually, it's a TV show. It's a series that is on Netflix, and this one particular episode has me really questioning what my beliefs might be. We'll discuss when we come right back on My Talk 1071. All right, we're back. Hey, guys. Hey, man. How's it going? Trying not to sit on the couch all the time, but it started raining yesterday. Mm. And uh, What's a girl to do? You know, I actually mowed my lawn. Well, you mow your lawn a lot. I mow my lawn like once a week. Twice if I'm heading out of town. Thank oh, you. Okay. But I didn't finish it. I did the front, then it started raining, then I did the back, and then I got tired, and <laughs> then I decided I'll get the side today. Anywho, that's not why you called. Certainly. Um, so I decided to watch an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Um, oh, yeah. I put the uh, the theme there, Hope, if you want to like give us a little... You don't have ambience. to play it. It's kind of scary. No, it's, it's why just, I like Like it. some people have said it scares them, not me. Doesn't yes. bring back memories of my childhood. It or does, anything. though, doesn't it? It does. Yes. This, the X Files. Sorry. America's Most Wanted. <laughs> I didn't like any of it. Oh, really? It was all very scary to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Scary. all right. Anyway, so I decided to pick and choose what episode I watched instead of watching them in order because I already watched episode one. I decided to jump to the UFO episode. Oh, you did? Good. Yes. And it takes place in the Berkshires, which I believe is Massachusetts. Okay. And so I, you know, I'm always like, well, there's probably something else out there, but I don't know if I really believe 
wasn't fully committed. I, I really think that to find all these residents in one state who are not connected to one another in any way, for the most part, who all had independent experiences with a UFO sighting, I, what are the chances that they're all going to have similar stories? <laughs> so it's basically, Steve, four families, no connections, okay, okay, to one another. I think there is one small connection somewhere, but they claim to have been picked up by a UFO or moved by a ray what? of light. Whoa. So one guy is probably 60 years old now, and this took place on September 1st of 1969. And at the time, he was six years old. And he recalled being in his car with his family. Just listen to this. His mom, um, his mom is driving. His grandma's in the front. And I believe he's with his um, siblings in the back. And they notice something in the sky, and they're like, Oh, my God, what is that? And they pulled over on the side of the road. They noticed other people pulling over to see what it was all about. And they basically lost three hours of their lives. What? It felt like what they were going through only took 15 minutes, but they realized that they this happened over a period of three hours. They end up back, I believe, at their residence or somewhere, you know, familiar to them. But when they all came to, the grandmother was in the driver's seat. The grandmother never drove. And the mother was probably placed in the passenger seat. And this little six-year-old boy, he happened to see a 14-year-old named Melanie aboard this ship. No. Melanie backs his story. He remembers seeing her and looking at her eyes. She has very blue eyes. I mean, so that's one story, okay? Okay. Another kid... I don't like that story, by the way. ...named Tommy says that he was abducted that very same night. His babysitter backs his story, says she saw him vanish outside in a ray of light. He thought he was running across the lawn when she looked out he was just running in place i mean it's a Uh -uh. really spooky cool story and then there's like no news um no reports to the police station to really back up their stories but um soon after or maybe even you know a few years later there was a story from the United States military and they took video of these things that they saw. And so they finally felt like they weren't crazy because they're like, well, the U S military, these are smart people who had the same experience. A lot of these people, they got driven out of town because, you know, the kids got made fun of in school for sharing you know what they experienced. Sure. People wait, wait, were shunned by their family. Videos? Go back to the military. Um, I can't remember. So there were people in some kind of planes and they were military planes that picked up the sighting of an unidentified flying object that they they couldn't figure out what it was. And you can hear the audio of the two 
military planes talking to one another saying, what is that? Oh, yes. I remember. That's the stuff that they released this like maybe two months ago where finally the military came out and confirmed that the tapes weren't fake. Yes. The audio tapes were were real. And it was all of these, yeah, aircraft guys were like, what the heck is that? Yeah, I think you might really enjoy watching this episode. Because then they felt like vindicated saying, well, people are going to listen to them. We're not crazy. And a lot of these people said, you know, before this happened to me, I would be like, okay, that's crazy. That doesn't exist. But maybe it does. You know, what if we put the entertainer music to that? (laughs) Like, that's what Unsolved Mysteries should do. Instead of, you should have an option to listen to it with the scary music the intended music, or if you're kind of a baby, just something a little more, you know, oh, that's fun. Hey, Does that that's still cool. scare you? I don't like that music. I do not like that music. Okay. Right. I don't like it. All right, I hear you. But if you want to watch this episode, I believe it's episode five. It's called Berkshire's UFO. And... Again, it happened September 1st of 1969. And then at the end of the episode, they ask people to go to the website if they experienced um, similar sightings oh. or during that particular night. Sure. So they could get to the bottom of that. I think they were probed. You think they were probed? Yeah, I think they were being studied. Yep. Yeah. And then they were given back to, you know, they were original location uh-huh uh-huh now now i'm watching ufo sightings on youtube like one in argentina back in 2018 sheesh what is that it does make you think like something happened something happened we don't know what happened but something definitely happened you don't just have so many people telling the same story who have never met one another before and didn't know that this happened to somebody else. A lot of them kept it a secret because they didn't want to frighten their kids. But then it sure. turned out years later, one mom found found out that her Whoa. kid experienced the same thing while with the babysitter on the same night that she was out. Okay, that's a little weird. Okay, we'll check that out. Uh, it's it's great. I, I love that they rebooted this this series. It's really good. Thank you for finding that music, by the way, Hope. Just to scare Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Steve, but I'm gonna, not sorry. <laughs> I'm going to send you, all right, uh, now, Donna, I'm going to send you a video that, you, that you'll that you be able to watch at your leisure, leisure. of a, uh, an alleged, wow, I said that weird. It's okay, you can an say alleged. An alleged UFO sighting um, in Argentina back from 2018. Okay. You can go to about two minutes and 18 seconds in. It does some weird things at one point, including essentially vanishing from the frame. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Really? And it, it looks like very amateur video, you know? And that's always kind of what you want it to be, right? A little shaky camera. Yeah, sure. Man, spooky stuff out yeah, there. Huh? Totally. So you can look at that whenever you want. All right. Um, I have started, I watched another documentary, and I just started another one um, on Natalie Wood, which I'm really enjoying. I have 40 minutes left, so I'll save that for tomorrow, but... Um, there is a documentary on Roy Cohen. You know who that is? I should, but I don't. Okay, so Roy Cohen is the, and I really only know his name because I did a paper on the McCarthy hearings when I was in college. So 
he was an advisor to Joseph McCarthy, but prior to that, he was the person who is responsible for sending Julius and Ethel Rosenberg to the electric chair for espionage uh, back in the 50s. And this documentary on him, it's called Bully, Coward, Victim, the story of Roy Cohen. And it is so interesting. And it talks about this guy. It, it you know, it, it, it gets a little political because he had a relationship with Donald Trump. And they kind of tie that in a little bit. Um, also within the Reagan era, how he was very anti-gay. He was part of the anti-gay movement. But in the meantime, um, he, in fact, was gay and ended up um, dying from complications of AIDS. Oh, my. And it is so interesting because it is a documentary directed by the granddaughter of the Rosenbergs. And then they have... Um, the biological son of the Rosenbergs kind of a a lot of his take on Roy Cohn and, and what happened. And it's just, it's really good. Like, I feel like I'm using, I'm trying to use this time to learn a little bit, you Hmm. know, sure. Maybe I'm not learning a language, but I'm learning a little bit more about history and that type of thing. So if you're uh, looking for something, if you were familiar uh, with um, angels, was it called angels in America? Mm. Mm, I'm close. I'm close on that there documentary. Was the kids' movie "Angels in the Outfield." Nope, nope. This okay. was a hugely critically acclaimed. Um, yeah, "Angels in America." Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, won lots of Tony awards. Everybody was in it. Anyway, um, there was a little bit of him in that because um, Nathan Lane played Roy Cohen in that. Stage production. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So anyway, um, Roy Cohen, it's called Bully Coward Victim, and it's on HBO. I watch it on HBO Go, so you can do the same. Thank you, and Donna. good night. I'm killing it, right? We're going to school. I, I can't wait to hear what you delve into tonight. I am going to get into um, the Be- Betty Broderick finale, uh, Dirty John. Oh, okay, So I'll yes. be watching that. It is so great. So, so, so stinking good. And then I am going to finish the Natalie Wood documentary um, that her daughter has um, is behind. So there you go. What'd you do yeah, last night? Huh? Boy, we ah, just watched a couple working. more episodes of Alone and took a walk. Oh, great. I feel like great. real losers now. No. Hey, if you don't like waiting in line at the grocery store, and maybe you're not a big fan of the self-checkout aisle either, You might like what Amazon is doing at their select in-person grocery stores, and maybe it could spread. I'll explain what it is when we return on the Donna and Steve show on My Talk. Hey, good morning, and welcome back to the final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer Dawn on vacay. She'll be back on Monday. Filling in for her is Hope, who has been doing a killer job. Thank you, Hope. Thank you. Yay. Oh, hopey, whoopy. You're going <laughs> to go pee tomorrow. She's going on a pontoon boat. Yeah, I'm getting away, going camping, and we're that's getting great. a boat tomorrow. So, oh, that's um, so awesome. Can we talk about the camping thing for a second here? Sure. Tents? No. Camper? Camper. Okay. Plan to get there early enough to get power, because okay. there's only a few power spots, and okay. it's kind of like... 
first come, first serve. Oh, type I did of not deal. realize that. So we're going near Walker, Minnesota, and they typically host a moon dance festival. They do a country yep. one, they do a rock one, and I go with a rock one with a few friends. And obviously, they had to postpone yep. until next year, hopefully. Yep. Um, but they decided to allow during the same time camping to a few people that they could safely do. For outdoor camping. Okay, so you got your camping. We got our, like, yeah, we, like, reserve, paid for our site. Okay. But there's only a few power spots. So I think it's, like, you don't really reserve your spot in that sense, but you... You have the general area. Yeah. Well, I would think that they're not going to put too many campers in one area, so you probably will be okay. So, I, I mean, we'll get there. Okay. That's the plan. So you're going to rough it. Yeah, well, it won't be too bad in a camper. There's showers and stuff. That I don't know if they're, I mean. You don't know. That I don't know because if it was a festival, they do have all those pop-up showers, which some aren't as bad as others. (laughs) Or we like went to a golf course and used their showers. Did you actually play golf? I don't, but the no. guys do. Oh, okay. So, that's so someone you does. Okay. All right. Good. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if there's going to be showers there. It's going to be hot. Is, is there going to be AC if you have power? Yeah. Yes. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> but enjoy. Have lie. a great but time. Yeah, have a good time. Bring good bug time. spray. Okay. Uh, Steve? Hi. Hey, Amazon's doing something cool you got to know about. Have you heard about the Amazon Dash Cart? I have not. So there are Amazon Go grocery stores now. I think that it's like San Francisco and New York. But look, someday they might be all around the country. You know, Amazon just is continuing its spread everywhere. What these Amazon grocery stores, what they're doing is they've uh, introduced the Dash Cart. Inside of this cart, there are scales, sensors, and cameras. Okay. And so when you pick up a jug of milk... You put it right into the cart. Okay. Your cart knows now what's in it. That was milk, and that costs two seventy nine a gallon. Sure. Then you go and you get a loaf of rye bread. Sue me for eating carbs. <laughs> Three forty nine, and it knows that camera saw it, sensor, the scale, that whole thing, so on and so forth, all the way through to where you then just push the cart right out of the door. Hmm. Go to your car. It has already deducted that money from your account with the card that you have linked up to Amazon, and bada-bing, bada-boom. It's simple. No okay. more checkout lines. No more self-checkout. It seems a little gimmicky, and Amazon's done something before where when you took it off of the shelf, it had a sensor in it, and so it would know that you, it knew who you were, and it knew that you bought that thing. But okay. this is a little different way for them to move in the direction of contactless, which, again, felt gimmicky about a year ago. And back in March, now it seems like the more contactless systems that they can set in place, the better. So I think people might be more on board with this idea. It's called the Dash Cart making news today. All right. I I never shop on Amazon, really. Of course not. I mean. Oh, you know what I have coming from Amazon today? My Amazon tear continues. My retail therapy. Okay. I need some garage shoes. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Like Don't want to wear the slippers out there. Like Crocs? I got knockoff Crocs. Oh, you know what? What? Okay, good luck. What? No. I, they, I, I, okay, so I have some knockoff Crocs, and they kind of hurt. 
No. I'm sorry, man. I mean, what do you want from me? I'm I'm sorry. No, I mean, they might be great. They might be perfect. They have good reviews, and they're half the price of Crocs. And these are just little slip-ons, so you can just slip them on, go right out to the garage, out to the deck, maybe out into the yard to water something. Okay. So, that's coming up. Now, today... A busy little afternoon here because I'll go get hopefully camera ready. Boy, I look tough right now. Like bad, not strong. And I will uh, get camera ready and then go do the 12.45 news hit. And then at by at 1.30, I've got to have ribs on the smoker. And this is a six-hour smoke, Donna. i got to have ribs on the smoker. And I'm doing a full behind-the-scenes kind of like cooking segment at my smoker, which will air Thursday on Twin Cities Live. But... It's a three-step process, Donna. Three hours of smoking it uncovered, two hours with it covered, but you got to do a little more seasoning, maybe a little brown sugar. Never okay, can anybody. I ask you, have you just been doing, are are you doing it step by step? Like today, you're going to do the beginning phase. and I'll do it all today, but it's spread out over six hours. So, so you're working for six hours. At 1.30, I will take the membrane off of the back of the ribs, Membr- apply the dry rub, Wait. put on the smoker. What does that mean? There's a membrane. Remember when I showed you how to remove the membrane from your chicken? Do you, that you know didn't realize that I haven't eating? eaten chicken since? Donna, you are very impressionable. I actually didn't do <laughs> one specific fish story today because I knew that you would you would swear it off. And then I'd have to be worried about your caloric intake. I am very upset with you. It had to do with an actual living worm in no! somebody's tonsil. See, Continue. why? Why did you even have to say that out loud? Because it felt like you were provoking me. Do you know how many people are mad at you right now? It's not just No me. more than any standard day. I beg to differ. I think there's going to be... Don't be mad at me. Be mad at the people who let this happen. Don't worry. It wasn't in America. Ugh. I'm going to go. Sashimi. Um, uh, what else is happening on Twin Cities Live today? Just to make Julia mad. Oh, yeah. Today at 3 o'clock, you mean? <laughs> uh, well, we will be having... All sorts of fun. We're actually going to do a continuation of the Don and Steve show. The question that we asked today was such a hit online. What words do you have trouble mis, uh, pr- trouble pronouncing? Oh, sure. We're going to continue it on Twin Cities Live and host chat. So that's going to be a, uh, a good old time that I know you're really looking forward to. Oh, you betcha. And then uh, in addition to that, we've got uh, some ideas on how you can, if you aren't really out and about at the farmer's markets right now, some ways that you can actually shop online but still benefit the local farmers market oh my gosh yeah. i love it steve i know right i still probably won't be watching nice because i have to mow the lawn boy every day she's mowing it's your new throwing in a load of whites it's mowing yeah, the lawn right. fertilizing <laughs> the lawn seeding and the, the dog patch. is peeing all over the lawn and there's just little there's burn spots everywhere it's just really disheartening oh, yeah. Any hoozle. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for being you. Love you long time. Hope have a great vacation. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for all your help this week. You did a great yeah. job. End of the show stretch. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Hold on. Ugh, Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. But listen anyway. But I'm bummed. All right. We'll see you tomorrow at nine. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. 
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone.